Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. August 5th, 2021. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The summer's slipping away. My favorite season of all is summer, and it's slipping away. Before you know it, we're going to be doing a podcast, and it's going to be Labor Day, and then what? (laughs) I'm just staring at her like, what? Why is this your favorite season? Always. Summer's my season. My birthday. It's hot. It's long, long, long days in terms of light. I love light. I love sunshine. I can swim all the time in the ocean and the pool and wherever I am. I love it. Summer is my favorite month. All right, Miss Positivity. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Ask Susie and KT Anything podcast. So to begin with, because some of you are, I'm sure, wondering, how do you get to ask a question on this fabulous podcast? And it's very simple. Write into Podcast at gmail.com. That's actually the simplest way to do it. Just write there ask your question. And if Miss Travis chooses it, it will be answered on the air. And I do also go through these. I just never know which one she's really going to ask me on the air. But I go through them. And if I find one that really needs attention immediately, I do personally email you back, as many of you know. So really take advantage of that. So what do you got up your sleeve today, Miss Travis? Okay, Susie, today's a theme day, like a theme park in the summer. And KT decided to face her fears. So this theme is about retirement. And with retirement comes my favorite buddy, Roth. So so this is a theme. I'm going to get you a little tiny bunny, stuffed bunny, and have it be, the name of it will be Roth. I'm going to have you sleep with it. (laughs) Okay, Susie. So the first question is from Jordan. Hi, KT and Susie. Thank you for your fun and inclusive podcast. I have a question about Roth IRAs. I'm 31 years old. I've been dollar cost averaging into a Roth IRA with Fidelity at about 150 a month with more going into my 403B. However, I've been hearing that fully funding my Roth at the beginning of the year is preferable with the idea that more time in the market is better than timing the market. But with this strategy, wouldn't I be losing out on the advantages of dollar cost averaging? Should I fund my account with a money market fund and then dollar cost average 
into my favorite ETFs every month. I think I have analysis paralysis. Help. (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. All right. So my dear overanalyzer, Jordan, here's the problem is that years ago when that theory was correct, that would be when the markets were low and you took a lump sum of money and you invested it in January versus waiting in dollar cost averaging over a year or a year and a half since you have till April 15th of the year after this year's Roth to fund it. And then it would make sense to absolutely get the money in the market as soon as possible. But you have to remember not every rule applies to all circumstances. Right now, the markets are as high as they've ever been. Some people think they're going to go down. Some people think they're going to continue up. Nobody knows. And because interest rates are so low right now, there is really no advantage of funding your Roth at the beginning of the year and keeping it there and then dollar cost averaging because how much money are you going to make on the money market portion of the Roth? So I, at this particular period of time, would only be dollar cost averaging And whether you put the money in in one lump sum and dollar cost average from there, or you fund it every month, whatever is easier is what you should do. Okay. Next question is from Bella. I love that name, Bella. Bella. Love that name. Hi, Susie. My company is allowing conversion of a 403B pre-tax plan to Roth within our 403B. Is this a good idea? Any taxes associated for conversion? Yeah, you have to be very, very careful, Bella, because anytime you convert money, anytime, whether it's in an employer-sponsored plan or it's in your own individual retirement account, and you are converting it to either a Roth IRA or a Roth 403B or a Roth 401k, you are going to owe income taxes on whatever amount you converted. And that money cannot come from the money that's in your Roth or in your retirement accounts. It has to come from money that's outside of retirement accounts. So I would be very careful about converting large sums of money. I think what's probably wiser at this point in time is your new contribution should go into the Roth 403b And maybe you just leave the regular 403b exactly like it is. But I would consult a CPA and ask them. Okay, next question is from Davida. Hi, Susie and KT. Hope you two are having an awesome week. Are we having an awesome week? Tell them why we're having oh, an we're awesome ha- week. All right, I had to. I have to answer this. We are having the best week ever in the past why. year. Yeah, because Susie, it's first. It's summer. Second, we're on the island, so we're COVID safe. And Susie has been coming with me on the boat fishing. She can't fish and she can't drive the boat, but she sits there and just yells at me and Colo tells us what to do. And we've been catching like crazy because she's still the captain. We say she's still the captain. She knows how to fish, where they are, and what we should be doing. And as soon (laughs) as we finish this podcast, we are going out again. And it feels wonderful to be on the boat. I pose in pictures in the captain's chair, but I'm not driving the boat. No, and but she's, she's so, it's so much fun to have the team back. That's all I can say. All right. So yes, it's an awesome week. So here's Davida's question. Susie, I opened a IRA about three years ago. I didn't really know what I was doing. So I opened a Roth IRA savings account. 
I'm glad you didn't know what you were doing too, Davida. So it has a fixed interest rate per year. I don't think I qualify for a Roth. Now, Susie, I like this question because uh, Davida is a freelancer, so her income fluctuates. I made close to $100,000 last year. Should I transfer this money into a traditional IRA investment account or leave that money there and open a new account? Am I going to get penalized for having a Roth that I don't qualify for? Great question. So want, want to hear the background? No, She's I don't need the background. I don't care about the background. Okay. I care about what you would tell her. Me, me? <laughs> you. This isn't a quizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give any advice. But it's but but I like that she's a freelance. I'm not going to tell her what to do. I know I'm going to get. No, you tell her right. what to do. You're the so you're the Davida, captain and you're the financial expert. Here's the problem. In the same way that you say in this email that you didn't know really what you were doing, so you opened up a Roth IRA. And KT comments, it's a good thing you didn't know what you were doing. It's important that you know what you're doing when it comes to who qualifies to be able to have a Roth IRA income-wise and who does not. So I don't know if you are single or married, but I'm going to assume that you're single because you don't mention that you're married on any level, is this. You can make up to $125,000 a year of adjusted gross income and still put in a full maximum contribution of $6,000 if you're under 50, $7,000 if you're 50 or older into a Roth IRA. That goes away once you are making over $140,000 of adjusted gross income as a single. So why do you think that you don't qualify? You absolutely still qualify for it, so continue to fund it. And when the day comes that you make too much money to have a Roth IRA or qualify for one, the money that's in there gets to stay in there. You don't get disqualified because one day you make more than what you need to qualify for that year. Did that make sense? So don't do anything. Okay. That's great, Susie. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. That's good. <laughs> All right. So I told you I'm facing my fear. I'm learning more and more. I This is next one is from Heather. And she said, Susie, I just listened to your podcast today from July 29th, 21, with the quizzy from JT. I want to ask a follow-up question. Do you want to remind everyone, Susie, what that quizzy was? <laughs> Do you remember? No. All right. I, I can kind of remind you. Watch. When deciding between contributing to her employer-sponsored plan that gets funded, whether she contributes or not, a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA. Why wouldn't she try to max out the Roth 401k first? My thought would be to do that because the contribution limits are higher for a 401k than an individual IRA. I get that ideally she w would fund both. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I have, doesn't this sound kind of... Doesn't this question sound like a tongue twister? 
Actually, no, it makes total wait, sense wait. to me. <laughs> I get that ideally she would fund both, but why would JT be advised to fund the Roth IRA first? Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Good luck, Susie. Well, my dear Heather, this is the reason why. There is a tremendous difference between what's known as a contributory Roth IRA, which is an IRA that's funded after tax with money that you contribute every single year and money that you put into a Roth 401k. So the reason why I especially would do the Roth IRA first, if her employer-sponsored plan is not matching, is because JT can get at any money that's in her Roth IRA that she originally put in without any taxes or penalties whatsoever. That is not how a Roth 401k works. Now, if JT had said to me, Susie, my employer offers a Roth 401k that has a matching contribution up to 6% of my base pay, the advice would have been you first fund up to the point of the match and then fund the Roth IRA. So obviously, because I really don't remember um, the quizy from last week, remember I am 70, everybody, that's besides the point, right? Is that I'm sure there was no match involved with the Roth 401k with JT. Therefore, if your employer does not match, you are far better off if you qualify having a Roth IRA first funded to the max and then the Roth 401k if you have extra money to invest. Oh, good. That might be good advice for this next question from Sid. Hi, Susie. I started working with my CFP. For those of you that don't know, Certified Financial Planner. <laughs> By the way, Susie's licensed every year updated with this. She's also a I've been CFP. this since 1986, a, I think. Yeah, she's been a God. CFP for, for way too many years. I started working <laughs> with a CFP who told me to contribute the maximum possible to my Roth 401k, 19500 a year, because my income of 150000 won't allow me to contribute to a Roth IRA. In your book, Women and Money, you advise us to set your contribution rate high enough to get the maximum match, but no higher. In my case, am I contributing higher? Is the advice of this advisor to max it out to $19,500 bad advice? No, actually, it's the perfect advice. And the reason that it's the perfect advice is that if your adjusted gross income is over 140000 and you say it's 150000 you do not qualify for a contributory Roth IRA at all. So then you're just far better off seriously just funding your Roth 401k to as much as you possibly can. Now, you're also eligible, however to do a backdoor Roth IRA. So listen to the past podcasts. So if you decide to do that, that you don't make a mistake and you do it the way that I tell you to do it. Okay. Good. Okay, Trisha. Hi, Susie. I'm a longtime follower of your advice. I'm 56. I earn 104000 
I paid off all of my credit card and student loan debt. Good girl. And I have a hundred thousand mortgage with a 2.9 interest rate. I have 20,000 in cash for savings. I have 97,000 in my retirement accounts. I'm contributing 10% in my regular 403B, but we have a Roth 403B as an option. Should I switch some of my contributions to the Roth 403B? What's the answer, KT? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Now, as many of you may know, and there are some people that disagree with me on this, but I don't personally care. If a Roth retirement account option is offered to you with new contributions, in my opinion, you should absolutely be putting that money in your Roth 403B, your Roth 401k, your Roth TSP. So even if they don't match, I would be doing that, but I would only be doing that after, if you qualify, I funded my contributory Roth. If you don't qualify for a contributory Roth, then absolutely fully fund your Roth employer-sponsored retirement plans. Great. So Susie, the next question is, hi, Susie, I'm approaching retirement. How do RMDs and the 4% rule work together? RMDs are mandatory, but they are usually lower than the 4% rule. Very confusing. All right, so KT, do you think we need to explain what the 4% rule First, is? First, tell them what the RMD is. So RMDs are for all of you. Once you turn 72 years of age now, for those of you who were born after July 1st, 1949, before that, it was 70 and a half. But if you were born after July 1st, 1949, by the time you turn 72, you have got to start taking money required minimum distributions according to a specific formula out of your pre-taxed retirement accounts. What if they don't? What happens? You get a 50% penalty. Like if you were supposed to take out $4,000, KT, and you did not, they're going to penalize you $2,000 for having not taken it out. How do they do that? Oh, they're going to, they have the rules. They have everything that they know, right? It will show on your tax returns. It will show that you didn't take out what you should have taken out. It will flag. Hmm. So you have to be really careful and know about this rule. And the truth is you have till April 1st, after the year that you turn 72, to be able to take out that required minimum distribution. Now, how much do you have to take out for a required minimum distribution? If all of you just Google required minimum distribution amounts, you'll see the table. If you want to see the exact table, knowing that it's accurate, you would go to irs.gov and on publication 590, they actually have, KT, the RMD tables. So right now- So is the table is based on your- Your age. Age and your income. Nope, just your just age. Just your age. And the amount of money huh. that you have in the retirement account. So let's just say this person had $100,000 in, you know, in her retirement account, all right? And she's 72. Let's say she turned 72 this year. If you look up on that table, I think you're going to find that the life expectancy at 72 is about 25.6 more years. So they are projecting 
that this person has 25.6 more years to live. I know, just listen to me, all right? This is the life expectancy table. You would then divide $100,000 by 25.6, and she would have to take out about $3,900 to meet her required minimum distribution. That makes sense to you? That's how everyone has to do this. Well, usually the CPA or an enrolled agent does it, but that's how it's figured out. And every year that goes on, the required minimum distribution goes down just a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. So that by the time like it, she's 115, it's all, it all has to be gone. So they project all the way out to like 115 years of age, believe Can it or not. Can you take that money out and then just open another like Roth account? With- Only if you have earned income. Oh, see, so that's not earned income. That's not earned income, right? So, mm. so in this case, you have her- to spend it. You don't have to spend it. You can save it. You can invest it, but it doesn't have to go back into a retirement account. So I could just put it in my Alliant account, for instance. Yes, and absolutely. get that high percentage. Yeah, All right. right. So in this case, the question is, she also is, wants to know, how does that compare to the 4% rule? And the 4% rule is this. Many financial advisors say that if you only take out 4% of the amount of money that you have within your retirement account every single year, that money should last you approximately another 25 years or longer. So many retirees look at the amount of money that they have in their retirement accounts, like this would be $100,000. And if she needed money, she would take out $4,000 this year. Now, if you notice the $4,000 from the 4% rule, KT, are you really following this? I am, 4% rule. Right, is the $4,000 is very close to the 3,900 that she would take out under RMD. So they're really close. But as time goes on, depending on how the money that you have invested in your IRA is doing, that the 4% may allow you to take out even more than the RMD. So it just depends. There's no way really to answer this question because it just depends what you're invested in and what your money within your retirement account is doing. So everyone needs to know where to go to do that little calculation. Yeah, but again, I don't particularly believe in the 4% rule. Because what if all of a sudden your money is going down, 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 and you're taking 4%, you could, you never know what can happen. But that's that. So that you have to believe in the RMD, because it's the law, you don't have to believe in it, you just have have to to do do it. it. All right. All right. Okay. Is that everything? That's it. I have a quizzy coming up, everybody. (laughs) Well, I have two here for two you. Two quizzes. Mm-hmm. I do do one that I can get right first. <laughs> well, they're both so good. All right, go for it. Like this one's from Barbara, right? She says, I turned 72 this month, and I have been told that I can wait till April 1st of next year. Actually, that's what I just said, right? To take my required minimum distribution. Should I? Yes. And why is that, KT? Because it's the law. You have to. No, I never said that. I said said you have have up until April 1st 
after the year that you turn 72, so it's only a one-time thing, every year after that, you have to take it out by December 31st. So the very first distribution from your required minimum distribution from your IRA has to be taken out at least by April 1st after the year that you turn 72. Yes. Should you? Yeah. Why? You have to. You... <laughs> no, well, she could take it out this year. She doesn't have to wait till next year. So, but if she should waited, she, take it she out could earn two... more, right? Should she take it out in 2021 or should she take it out in 2022? Here goes KT again. Come on, you can do this. This is a trick. It's not a trick. trick It's not. Yes. This is a decision that many people need to make. But this is this is all right, Susie. This isn't fair. I keep saying. All right, so you All think right. she should wait yes. till next year. No. And you think yes. I'm trying to trick you into yes. saying this year, right? Yes. So you're simply answering it's based it's on saying. that I'm that you think I'm tricking you. Yes. Ready? So yeah. you think it's next year? You sure? Final answer? Yes. <laughs> Can't outsmart me, Katie, can you? <laughs> That's not so not fair. I do you would great. Think this whole after, theme. You would think after 20 years, you would know that you cannot outsmart me. No, no one can outsmart and don't ever bet her anybody. Do you know that Susie, every time she says, okay, I'll bet you. How much do you want to bet? And I say a dollar. She says, make it a hundred. No, a dollar. Make it a thousand. I owe Susie millions of dollars. <laughs> All right. Let me answer this for everybody. The reason, Barbara, I would take it this year rather than next, the key there was that you are only allowed to do this for your very first required minimum distribution. After your first one is taken, the next one has to be taken out by December 31st of that year. So if you wait until April 15th of next year to withdraw it, you're also going to have to take out one for 2022 by December 31st of next year. That means you will take out two required minimum distributions in one year, which means you will pay even more taxes because remember, this is money that has never been taxed. So that may make it that you pay more taxes on Medicare, on Social Security. It can hurt you that way. So I would not recommend waiting until next year to take it out unless you know next year you are going to be in a seriously low income tax bracket because the only income you're going to have is from your retirement accounts. That was good. You sure? I, I understood that. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that brings us to the end <laughs> of another <laughs> Susie and Katie. Anything. <laughs> All right, I'll take it out. She can't. Do it. She can't. Okay, everybody, until Sunday. Stay safe. 
Stay strong and, and secure. Bingo! See you soon. We can't get- Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.